1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the Hacking Humans podcast—an occasional series we call "Hacking Humans Goes to the Movies." I'm Dave Bittner from the CyberWire, and joining me is my Hacking Humans co-host Joe Carrigan from the Johns Hopkins University Information Security Institute. Hello, Joe. Hi, Dave. On this show, Joe and I look at clips from some of our favorite movies clips which demonstrate some of the scams and schemes we talk about on Hacking Humans. Joining the fun this week is Perry Carpenter. He is the host of the Eighth Layer Insights podcast and chief evangelist at Before. Welcome to the show, Perry. Hey. We've got some fun clips to share, so stay tuned. We'll be right back after this message from our show sponsor. All right, gents, I'm going to kick things off for us this week. Uh, My clip this week is from the 2015 movie called Focus, which is uh, a crime comedy drama that stars uh, Will Smith and Margot Robbie. Uh, Will Smith plays a career con man, uh, and he takes uh, Margot Robbie under his wing. She's an aspiring uh, con person, con artist, I suppose. Uh, heads up for our listeners, there is a bit of spicy language in today's clip, so uh, use your discretion if you're tuning in with your kids. Uh, this scene is actually the opening of the movie where, uh, spoiler alert, we don't yet know that Will Smith, uh, his character, whose name is Nikki, is actually a con man. Uh, Margot Robbie plays Jess, who in this scene appears to simply be a beautiful, fashionable woman who is being harassed by some hopeful suitors in a hotel bar. Will Smith appears to be a businessman just uh, sitting in the the bar restaurant there the hotel restaurant enjoying a meal. Here's the clip. <laughs>
2: for a minute. You're not a serial killer, are you?
3: It depends. How many times does it take to get to serial? Five. (laughs) Oh, no, we're good. Jess. Nikki. Burgundy. Very good.
2: It's very confusing,
0: isn't it? Hmm. How do you know it all?
3: Mostly. From drinking. Mm. Yeah, more you drink, more you learn.
0: In that case, I am—I uh, am the foremost expert in Jaeger bombs. <laughs> I will walk you through it all.
1: It's been a pleasure to serve you, Chef Oshwale.
0: Chef who? Uh,
3: Oshwale. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, maybe the roofie's talking, but this was really fun. <laughs> Thank you, thank you for rescuing me.
3: (laughs) Yeah, we showed him. Yeah. Gotta respect him now. He left it all on the field.
0: That's what I'm missing out on tonight? (laughs) Wow.
3: Can I walk you somewhere?
0: Actually, I'm... I'm staying here.
2: Upstairs. Oh, really? Just let him go
3: no fucking way he's fucking dead give me one fucking reason why i shouldn't do it i'm drawing a blank what i think you should shoot me let's be honest you've been aggrieved
2: don't mess around with him nikki he's done hard time I've
3: Done fucking hard time if you had any idea what i was about to do to her shut I mean, up man she was gonna be no good to you after that so I, you you should really shoot me
2: what, the fuck? what kind of stuff are we talking about saudi
3: bachelor party <laughs> shit Sunny bachelor party. R. Kelly, drop cloth shit. Please, come on, shoot me. Just stop fucking around. I'm gonna fucking kill you. You'd really be doing me a favor. Cancer, tumor the size of a peach. Pull the trigger, you'll see. You, you got cancer.
2: He's on to us. Oh shit!
3: I knew this wasn't gonna fucking work. You guys <laughs> suck.
2: Just give us the money.
3: Or what? Or he's gonna shoot you in the neck. I wanna
2: shoot a guy with cancer? Grandma Mikulski had cancer. He
3: doesn't have <laughs> cancer, you idiot. Yeah, I was really bone this thing. First of all, you gotta wait till she gets my pants off. And then you gotta give me a chance to run. That's how you get the money. And you never drop the con. You never break. Die with the lie.
0: When did you make us?
3: Uh, when you stole the wallet from the bum downstairs.
0: Bullshit.
3: No, real shit.
2: And why'd you come up here if you're so smart?
3: Professional curiosity. And I like boobs. Yeah, I figured it was a win-win. All thumbs, sweetheart. It was a bum lift.
2: It was a great lift.
3: <laughs> Jeez, he was so shit How you could have taken his appendix. You saw. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: So, Gents, what do you think? Why don't we start with you, Joe?
3: I was wondering what was going on in that, uh, in that scene. First off, uh my suspicion is raised when a woman comes over to a guy and says, Hey, can you be my boyfriend for a minute? Um mm. uh, mm. That, that to me is, uh, I don't know, that no woman has ever done that to me, nor. <laughs> <laughs> and if she did, I'd I'd immediately be suspicious. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's Will Smith is a con man and and these other two characters are con men as well. Uh, and they're just going to try to shake him down for money after the alleged husband comes in and threatens to blow his, blow his head off. So, right. uh, yeah, it's pretty straightforward con, uh, but the, the, um, I like the way Will Smith handles it because he he knows it's a it's a con and he he just says, oh, go ahead and shoot me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Harry, what do yeah. you think? Well, um, actually this is a, a movie I saw right when it came out because the the consulting work that was done on it was really interesting. There's a guy named Apollo Robbins who is a world-renowned pickpocket that did yeah. training for Will Smith and Margot Robbie. So a lot of the lifts and things like that are are great in this. And the the work behind the cons and how the setups work and the, the investment of the emotion and all that I think are great as well. So it's a it's a fun watch um with a lot of morally ambiguous characters. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, and and if you're interested in this sort of thing, as you point out, there's there are many, many scams throughout this movie. Um and one of the fun parts is they explain them. So mm-hmm. But I think Joe's right. I mean, it's pretty straightforward here. Uh, You know, if somebody comes up to you in a hotel bar and uh, offers you something that's too good to be true, uh, (laughs) which in this case case is, yes, a beautiful, fashionable woman, it is probably too good to be true, and uh, that was the setup. But, uh, you know, a fun little bit of uh, comedy there with Will Smith being onto them the whole time. All right, that is my clip this week. Uh, Perry, you have the other clip for us. What do you have to share?
0: Yeah, so my clip goes back to, I think um, every one of us right here is in the over 40 group. So um, <laughs> if you flash back to our childhood, there was a, a very well-known filmmaker by the name of John Hughes who wrote things like Home Alone and um, National Lampoon's Vacation and The Breakfast Pl- Club and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So there's there's a movie that he wrote that's also very famous called Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm. And uh, Ferris is high school kid, um, Doesn't like always going to class, is well known for cutting class, has a rivalry with his principal, and he's coming up on graduation and wants one last day off. And he ropes his friend Cameron in to doing that with him. And in this clip, uh, he and Cameron are trying to get Ferris's girlfriend out of school that day. And so they've got a con with the principal. And so that's probably enough to tee us up for this. All right. Dead grandmother.
2: Yes, that's what Mr. Peterson said. I had Florence Sparrow notify Sloan. Poor little lamb.
1: Who's this girl going out with?
2: It's so hard to tell these days. I do see her with Ferris Bueller quite a little bit.
1: Would you get me Mr. Peterson's daytime number, please?
2: Sure. At Rooney's office. This is George Peterson. Oh, uh, please hold. Well, you know, it's Mr. Peterson. You still want his daytime number? (laughs) Ed Rooney. I love her. Uh, This is George.
1: How are you today, sir?
2: Well, we've had a bit of bad luck this morning, as you may have heard.
1: Yeah, I heard, and I'm all broken up. Boy, what a blow.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's been a tough morning and, uh, we've got a lot of family business to take care of, so if you wouldn't mind excusing Sloan, I'd, uh, appreciate
1: it. Uh, uh sure, yo, I'd be happy to. Yeah, you, uh, you, you just produce a corpse and, uh, I'll release Sloan. I want to see this dead grandmother <laughs> firsthand. It's all right, Grace. it's Ferris Bueller, a little twerp. I'm going to set a trap and let him fall right into it.
2: Uh-uh. I'm, I'm sorry. Did, did you say you wanted to see
1: a body? Yeah, that's right. Just uh, roll her old bones on over here and I'll dig up your daughter. You know that school <laughs> policy. Oh? Uh, was this your mother? Uh, n-
2: no, my wife's mother. Ed Rooney's office. Hi, this is Ferris Bueller. Can I speak to Mr. Rooney, please? Thank you. Uh... Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tell you what, dipshit. You don't like my policies. You can just come on down here and smooch my big old white butt. Can't. Pucker up, buttercup. What?
2: Ferris Bueller's online, too.
0: Hey, Mr. Rooney, how you doing? Listen, uh, I'm sorry to disturb you at work, but I'm not feeling very well today. And I was wondering if it might be possible for my sister to bring home any assignments for my classes that I might need.
2: Have a nice day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Peterson? (laughs) Um, No, I I, I think I owe you an apology, sir.
2: Well, I should say you do. I, uh... I, I, I... Well, I think you should be sorry, for Christ's sake. A family member dies, and you insult me. What the hell is the matter with you anyway? Uh, 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 uh... Well, I I, 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 really don't know, sir. I mean, I,
1: I, I didn't think I was talking to you. I thought I was talking to somebody else. You
2: know, sir, that I would never deliberately insult you like that. I, I, I can't begin to tell you how embarrassed I am. What do you want? Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. What? Do you want? Asshole! Uh, you are absolutely right, sir. You've hit the nail right in the head. find out where she is. This is an over yet, <laughs> Buster. Do you read me? Uh, loud and clear, Mr. Peterson. Call me, sir. God damn it! Yes, 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 sir. Yes, sir. That's better. <laughs> well, you just mind your p's and q's, Buster, and remember who you're dealing with. Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Now I'm I'm a little scared because what if he, what if he recognizes my voice? Impossible. You're
0: doing great. Yeah.
2: Jesus! Wait. Rooney. Oh,
0: oh.
2: Rooney, calm
0: down.
2: (laughs) Uh, Just a a little office difficulty, sir. Rooney, I don't have all day to bark at you, so I'm going to make this short and sweet. I want my daughter out in front of the school in ten minutes by herself. I don't want anybody. What? It's too suspicious, he will think something's up. Cover it, you. Talk, you. Talk, come on. Three out six. Talk, talk. talk. no. Uh, yes, yes. Listen here, pay attention. I changed my mind. I want you out in front of the school with her. I'd like to have a few words with you, by God. On second thought, we don't have time to talk right now. We'll get together soon and we'll have lunch. Ow, best. What the hell is wrong with you? Wait, wait! Where's your brain? Why'd you kick me? Where's your brain? Why'd you kick me? Where's your brain? I asked you first. (laughs) How can we pick up Sloane if Rooney is there with her? All right.
1: I love this movie. It's a a great movie.
0: (laughs) All right, Perry, unpack this for us. What are we looking at here? Well, so uh, for those of us that, that haven't seen that scene before, so it opens up with uh, Cameron Ferris's friend calling the principal and doing what we in the industry call pretext. So pretending mm-hmm. to be somebody else, uh, pretending to be Sloan's father and saying that there's been a tragedy in the family and uh, he wants to, Sloan to be able to be out of school that day. And of course, that um, that rivalry between the principal and and Ferris, because the principal found out that Ferris Bueller is, is her boyfriend, immediately gets in his head. He thinks that something's up, and so what we see is is um, really interesting play on emotions and irrationality through this whole thing hmm. from everybody. I think, um, which is what makes it so fun because you have the principal trying to prove a point, um, you have Cameron and Ferris trying to get away with something, and also showing that. If a con man has an accomplice, it becomes infinitely more difficult for the regular person to get out of. Um, because it's two against one and it's multiple minds that can play off of each other at the same time. Um, and then I love it the scene when the assistant comes in and is now also pretexting, pretending to be with the principal to stall for time. So you <laughs> have right. so many right. levels of, of chaos and pretexting and storytelling right. all in this that it just makes it fun to watch.
1: No, absolutely. I remember. And, you know, I think that we, uh, those of us who grew up uh, in this era have great affection for many of the John Hughes films. And this one is certainly near the top of the list for me. I, I remember all throughout college, uh, one of my one of my college chums would often say,
2: arr, Rene, arr. <laughs> just <laughs>
1: Wow, like, that, that was just, perfect. <laughs> that was just his exclamation that he'd he'd say. I call you up and you insult me. Like it was, it was, it was, yeah. We, yeah. whose voice is doing there? <laughs> people that's, love to do. I don't know whose voice he's
0: doing there, but yeah, yeah that's Cameron funny. doing Sloane's dad's voice. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I
3: understand what, but that, that's like a character voice that you hear a lot uh, yeah. in. Uh, ah,
0: yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like,
3: like, I want to say Jim Backus, but it's not Jim Backus. No. Uh, it's no. Some, someone like that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, I would like to point out that at one point in time, Principal Rooney is about to do the right thing, and he says, uh, get me Sloane's dad's daytime phone number, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to oh, call yeah, out. yeah, But before he can do that, Cameron calls up and says, uh, says, identifies himself as Sloane's dad. And the and the teacher or the, uh, the secretary says, do you still want the daytime phone number? And he goes, no, I don't. <laughs> right, right. Right. Which yep. he should have said, yes. He should have said, I'm sorry, I'll call you right back.
0: And then right, hung yeah. up. And then Inter- co- interception.
1: <laughs> right. That would have fixed the whole thing, yep. right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. So close. Oh, such great fun. <laughs> such great. I got to go watch this whole movie now. <laughs> All right. Well, certainly a, a great clip. Uh, two great clips today. Lots of fun. And uh, Perry Carpenter, thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate you uh, being a part of the
0: festivities. Yeah, thanks for having me. These kind of movies are great. They they, they to to bring anything like um, you know social engineering, trade craft, the things that we study all day to the masses is always fun to watch.
1: We want to thank the Johns Hopkins University Information Security Institute for their participation. You can learn more at isi.jhu.edu. The Hacking Humans podcast is proudly produced in Maryland at the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our senior producer is Jennifer Iben. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie. I'm Dave Bittner. I'm
0: Joe Kerrigan. And I'm Perry Carpenter. Thanks for listening.